of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and we are here today in Psalm 29, continuing this journey through the Psalm Project. And that means that uh, Wednesday we will be covering 30, and we will be officially one-fifth of the way through the Psalm Project. I know we've been at this for a while, and it seems like we should be further, but no, we are only a fifth, 20% of the way through the Psalm uh, Project. So, here we are at Psalm 29. It's a very interesting uh, psalm. Uh, most Bibles will title it and attribute it to David. Uh, it's a song of praise to God as king. And this psalm uses themes that were current in the religions of the surrounding nations, particularly the Canaanites. We'll see that here. And so... Uh, it discusses the power of the storms. We we often see this in the Psalms. The victory that God has over flood waters. Often water is used as a metaphor for uh, sin and evil and war that is against the psalmist. And so the psalmist here attacks these religions, particularly uh, the Canaanite religions, by taking the praises that they claimed for their false gods and ascribing them to the Lord. So he uses... Similar language in Psalm 29 that would have been familiar to the Canaanites. And so he, he takes that and kind of flips it on its side and uses it to attribute it um, to the Lord. And you'll have to excuse me if you just heard my, dar- my dog bark because uh, he tends to do that a lot <laughs> when he wants attention. Um, so the picture here is of God as king and enthroned over the vanquished floodwaters. And it's one of many indications that the psalm was used to celebrate a divinely given victory in battle. So let's read this, Psalm 29. There are 11 verses. And so here we go, Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. And he makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people May the Lord bless his people with peace. So we begin here where he's talking about ascribing to the Lord the glory due his name. He says in verse 1, ascribe to the Lord, 
O heavenly beings. Literally, what the, the Hebrew translation here says is sons of God. And this this phrase is used in the religious text of the Canaanites and refers to the gods of their pantheon. Okay, they're religious leaders, they're very important people. Um, this phrase would have been familiar to the Canaanites. And here David takes it and says, all of you sons of God, all of you gods, if you will, ascribe to the Lord, the one true God, the glory due his name. And so in the Bible, this phrase refers to spiritual beings such as cherubim and angels. And then in verse 2, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. This is his reputation achieved through his acts in history, which are manifold and too many to mention. The psalmist is making it clear that we must ascribe the glory due to God because he is worthy of it. In verses 3 through 9, uh, it talks about the voice of the Lord being over the thunders, breaking the cedars, making the uh, Lebanon skip like a calf. A lot of metaphor in this section. The Canaanites believed that Baal provided rain and fertility and that his power was seen in the storm. And so they called Baal cloud rider in their religious texts, but truly God controls nature. And we are aware of that in verse Kings 18 when Elijah calls down fire from heaven and the one true God sends fire, not Baal. And so the Canaanites again would have been familiar with this type of language. They believed that their God was seen in the thunderstorm and David here is making it clear that God is the God of the thunderstorms, of the waters. Again, waters is used often in scripture to as a metaphor for for sometimes evil or, or torrential um, chaos in, in people's lives. Yet David here says the voice of the Lord is over the waters. Um, the glory of God of the of God thunders, the Lord over many waters. And that is probably he was referring to the regions of the Near East As in the Bible, the sea represents forces of chaos and evil. And so he might have been referring to these nations that surrounded him, uh, the the nations with water, if you will. In verse 6, he makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. Lebanon and Syrian. These are regions of mountains that will shake before the power of God. Psalm 46.2 says, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. So David is referencing some very powerful forces here. His enemy nations, waters, all of these things that he's referencing, and yet he is making it clear that God stands supreme over all of them. And then in verse 8, the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. This could be translated literally holy desert. But the region of the Kadesh in classical Hebrew is a place, a name that occurs several times in the Bible. And it describes 
a site or possibly many sites located south of or at the southern border of Canaan and the kingdom of Judah in the kingdom of Israel. And so um, its exact location is unknown. Nobody knows, but this is a metaphor again. David is saying that God rules over it all, no matter where it is. Then in verse 10, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. There we see that metaphor again for flood, for water. He comes full circle where in verse 3 he says, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. And then he says in verse 10, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. He sits enthroned as king forever. And so this text has made a great musical setting, um, one that I think calls people to worship. It could be used as a call to worship, one that invites people to see and behold the glory of God, who sits enthroned over everything, every principle, every power, every dominion. God is over it all, no matter how powerful or how dire the situation may seem, God controls it all. And so this is Psalm 29 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. The Lord gives his people the blessing of peace.